Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome to the Horror Hangout, a podcast where three bearded film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke, uh, spelled with an L, <laughs> and I'm joined by my regular co-host, Mr. Are you alright? Uh, it's Mr. Ben Arrington. <laughs> and uh, other me. co-host, Mr. Andy Conjure Turner, hello. Uh, I hadn't written down my intro, and you'd think you'd know it after, what, What episode number is this? <laughs> But and I knew I knew it, uh, but there's just a part of me that kind of loses a bit of confidence. Like the little thing in my head that says, "You don't know what this is, do you?" And then it's just as soon as that gets, <laughs> as soon as that niggles in there, I'm off the rails, and I don't know what's going. Uh, so yeah, how are we doing? Crazy. <laughs> Very well. How are you? How's everybody? Yeah. Uh, weird. Yeah. It's a weird time. Just around the house a lot. Um, yeah, napping. As, as I said, this this week was the first week I lost track of the days. Um, napping, yeah, you got to get squeeze the naps in more regularly, <laughs> more regularly than usual. Would you say? Yeah, what time do you get up? Are you getting up later now because you don't have to go to work? Mm, I start, I start, I started getting up earlier, but now I think I'm getting up at, on average between like nine nine thirty. It's a little bit later. Yeah, you get to bed. My voice keeps breaking. Do you go to bed late at night? <laughs> Do you go to bed? What time do your mum and dad make you go to bed? I can stay out whenever I want. Yep. Do you go to bed later then, did you say? Then, then you normally would. Uh, no, I don't think so. Around about not the same feeling, time, I'd say. I'm feeling rebellious. Like, oh, I ain't going to get up in the morning. I'm step till three in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, love, I love sleep too much, man. Like, I just get to a point and I go, oh, I definitely want to go to sleep now. Yeah, I never good. push push. I never push past the point of tiredness. Get me in that bed. Yeah. Night night. Yeah. I've been drinking a lot more. I've noticed that. I don't not a yeah. lot, but like uh, I just have a beer in the evening, quite a bit. Yeah. Because. Yeah, not? I've been averaging about one extra. One extra. <laughs> <laughs> I don't normally drink, so I'm not like in the in the week. I, you know, back when we used to go out, like. I used to only really drink when I went out to places. We used to have beer in the house for like when people came round or, you know, 
just sometimes, but like quite that often. That now, when you said back when we used back when we used to go out, as if yeah. it's such a distant memory. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember when we used to go out? Do you remember it's that? Been, it feels like ages for us though, because um, Karen was unwell quite early before. Um, you know, she she got unwell before there was an official like lockdown. So then I self-isolated for two weeks because of that, when that was just the recommendation. And then my two weeks ended on the day that the lockdown came into effect mm. officially. So I think we've been in the house for about a month, apart from those essential trips, which are always You've depressing because lock- I had to test <clears throat> You've got a good lockdown haircut, though, Andy. I have, I have to say. yeah. Karen did it. I was starting to look a bit um, a bit ragged, so she's... Uh, just cut it, and I don't look like Joe like Exotic, it. so doing oh, all right. Like yeah, you don't. Yeah, I, I was thinking Obviously of growing me and Luke mine are much out. More low I was thinking of growing mine out anyway, though, just to, because because I've shaved it now. I'm not entirely sure what bits would grow back now, uh, so it'd be interesting to see. I've know, done what... that, Luke, and uh, it never ends well. <laughs> I've gone. I'm going to grow it out, and there's always, there's just like a weird period of a few weeks where you're like, look at the state of me, uh, and then once it actually does eventually get to a point where you think it's grown out, you like. Look at the state of me, and then you just yeah. confidence gone. I mean, it might be different for you. It might be different for you. I don't know. I hope. It, I it my dad look like my dad. I've seen my dad with like longer hair, and it just kind of just out the back and sides, and nowhere else. Bit of a Devon Townsend. Well, a lot of people are rocking the old, uh, the old shaved head look in in lockdown, aren't they? Yeah. Copying a, lot people, a lot of people are doing that, and I think, yeah, copying us. Bloody, get your own haircut. Jesus. Christ. Yeah. I've been tempted then. You were tempted. Full head shave. Um, I've I, I shaved my hair not off, not picked. I did it like really it short <laughs> once many years ago, like super super short. But despite the fact I consider myself quite a nice person, I could see the old ladies like gripping the handbags a little bit tighter as you walk past them, and <laughs> yeah. I couldn't deal with the social aspect of it. So um, so I grew it back out. Yeah. I suppose that's fair enough. Yeah, when you've got a shaved head like me and Luke, you do have to kind of keep up appearances and rob rob the <laughs> rob the occasional old woman just so yes. that everyone knows what. They're make doing sure you just walking down the street opposite, you won't make eye contact. If you yeah. do, you glare at them. <laughs> yeah. Carry like a sock full of snooker balls with you just in case any ruckus kicks off. Oh yeah, that's a classic. Sock full of snooker balls, just the length it. of chain, like like you're someone from Road Rash. <laughs> Road rash, wow. I'll do that anyway. I'll carry that anyway. You know, you never know. When you, got to lock up when you go bike. out, wallet, phone, length of chain. I think I've chain. heard the words Road rash together in many, many <laughs> years. <laughs> wow. I would have guessed Road rash was an absolute 16 classic. 16 bit games are, I think, my cultural point of reference for most things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so have we got any. Uh, Good time. Horror news, Ben. Um, we've got a couple of bits of horror news that I've seen. So a couple of weeks ago, we spoke about the possibility of a Hellraiser remake. I think we had a few details, didn't we? <clears throat> um, but apparently, the filmmaking team behind um, a film called The Nighthouse are reuniting to tackle the reimagining of the 1980s horror classic. Um, so David Bruckner, who directed Nighthouse and The Ritual, as well as sections of some horror anthologies like VHS and Southbound will helm the feature and the screenplay by Ben Collins and Luke Piotrowski. A Ben and Luke combo, Luke. See that? There you go. That's a good combo. There we go. You're into it. Like Greek yogurt and honey. I'm into it. (laughs) Exactly like Greek yogurt and gravel. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Such a great 
So, uh, yes, obviously this has been knocked around for a while. How do you feel about the possibility of this uh, a remake? I mean, yeah, that's fine, doesn't it? Well, David Bruckner, yeah. um, his segment in VHS is the one with like, the vampire succubus woman. Uh, that's a good one. That is a good one. That's like, a really good one. Very good one. Uh, and um, yeah, the ritual, I thought the directing side of it especially was fantastic. And the creature design. Um, <clears throat> yeah. The the kind of bits where you know the shop suddenly appears in the middle of the the forest and those yeah, transition. Yeah. I think if he could, because the best thing about Hellraiser the original is the way um, a room will suddenly become a part of hell, or like it, uh, the geography of the of the rooms will, will change, or like walls will open up and then that kind of thing. So I think um, if he can bring some of that into it, it'd be fantastic. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it'd be great. Yeah, I think it'd be great. Sounds wonderful. Yeah. Sounds wonderful. Um, what else have we got? So apparently Evil Dead's uh, Fede Alvarez is directing a pandemic-themed zombie horror called 16 States for Lionsgate. Um, I haven't heard much more about it. You guys watched Evil Dead only a few days ago, right? Yeah, I watched Fede Alvarez. Yeah. Dead. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Fede's a, um, so he, a brutal filmmaker. Like He just packs. So, I mean, have you seen Don't Breathe? Which isn't... I don't yeah. think it hits the highs of the Evil Dead remake, but it's still got some fun impactful moments i didn't see the uh mm-hmm. what was the um film we did recently the he's like the girl with the, the hornets asshole <laughs> whatever the uh... oh yeah what? oh yeah i didn't see that either now uh the girl with the the girl who played with fire is that right i don't know <laughs> i don't know i could say anything and it sounds right uh, no, <laughs> the girl that, that did either, an action so. <laughs> yeah. the girl that had had some uh, shredded wheat <laughs> that's the one <laughs> yeah that's the best one the, yeah. the scary thing is wheat. get it dry uh, no milk Oh, that is absolute, <laughs> absolute no way. madness. Throw it like razor blades. Um, so, yeah, not much else about about this, but apparently zombies, uh, a mother trying to reach her family at the centre of it. Mm. Sounds like it could be fun. I mean, part of me is like zombies, but then, you know, the Resident Evil games have been fantastic. So maybe... What a great segue. What a great segue. <laughs> Next piece of news is there's a rumour that... Um, a remake of Resident Evil 4 is going to be worked on. Oh, yeah. So obviously last week we discussed Resident Evil 8 um, and apparently some details had leaked for it. But apparently, um, is it M2? A de- dev team? Co-dev? The dev, the dev team is it M2? the Resident Evil 2 remake. I forget their name. Yeah. I think you've, it's similar to M2, M2 if it is. Wait, did they not do yeah. the number three remake? Yeah, I think so. Oh, so it's I the same, it same team doing I, all of the... I think it's the same team who okay. did two and three. Um, yeah. or they were involved in both somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, so apparently there are some rumours of this. Now, during the game, there are a couple of little Easter eggs that you come across that kind of might suggest that the next chapter of the game could take place in Europe or somewhere in Europe, and there's talk of like parasites as well, which is more linked to Resident Evil 4. So it would make sense to sort of take it that in that next direction. And although a lot of people say that like, obviously Resident Evil 4 is pretty much perfect, it's like, well, Resident Evil 2 and 3 were pretty much perfect as well. It's just giving them that lick yeah. of pain. And in my extra... mind, Resident Evil 4 is like pretty polished. But when I watched, I watched some footage of it, I was like, nah, you know, that could do with the... Yeah, that could be it is available on pretty much every single games console that has existed since has existed since Resident Evil 4 came out. So yeah, this should be pretty cool. You know, they might have to remove some things because in terms of the length of Resident Evil 2 and 3 in comparison to Resident Evil 4, it's kind of like Resident Evil 4 is probably what, like, what would you say, Andy? Four or five times as long? Yeah, it's a long... It's a 
<laughs> it's a long game and it works quite differently to those two as well. Because even though I think we were talking between the difference between two and three last week, um, four actually works in it's when they shifted to an actual chapter system where there were like levels that you could complete. So there wasn't, there were shared maps, but there are also just areas of like, okay, this level is done now. And then you move on to the next area in, in cutscene, and there's not so much backtracking. So, I mean, there are, <clears throat> there are ways they could change it. I think I was talking to you off, uh, off pod then, weren't we? Like, I think other ways they could go. I think um, there were, I think you could make a more significant and different remake that had more, you know, more impact of Zero or Code Veronica, especially because that one's Code Veronica is, you know, still all tank controls. But am I any less excited yeah. for this because of it? No. And to be honest, if they keep selling like they've been selling, they'll remake them all eventually anyway. Yeah, man. We'll be punching <clears throat> boulders be in Africa before you know it. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty keen for a remake of Code Veronica and a remake of this. Uh, some bits probably wouldn't work as well as they do like in this sort of the Resident Evil 2 and 3 universe because Resident Evil 4, you, the game is a bit over the top. It's got some really over the top villain characters. The game you know. troll. Yeah, but, but I mean like villain, I mean like villain characters, you know, like Sadler and, and uh, other characters like that. Whereas in Resident Evil, I guess, 2 and 3, there aren't really it's, it's quite grounded in reality isn't it whereas resident evil 4 just go go a bit ott i guess but, you, know. you could you could depending on you know if they are looking to upset things and change things around like in the same way they're doing with resident evil 8 and coming away from the series roots you could mm-hmm. arguably make a resident evil 4 revision that changes quite a lot keeps the core elements and then tries to tie it into a a narrative tries to take out some of those action elements and make it like a more oppressive horror feel you froze froze for me and like your tongue was your tongue was out and you were thinking about something quite hard Um, Am 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 I back yeah, you're back. You're back. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. So whatever I said still stands, okay? <laughs> uh, and another piece of news is that the Human Centipede star, uh, Dieter Lazare, has passed away. So the, the creepy doctor dude from the first Human Centipede, and I think he came back as a different character in, in Human Centipede 3. Uh, yeah, unfortunately he passed away. Uh, it was revealed only, only sort of like this week. Um, announced sorry and but he did die on the february 29th so a little while ago mm. yeah. rest in peace he's, he's got he's been in like 60 65 films as well so quite an extensive quite an extensive um filmography there yeah what was your guys nice thoughts one. on the human centipede i know it's not one you've covered but um uh i thought it was really gross and in a sort of <laughs> it was horrifying in the way that kind of film needed to be horrifying i've seen a serbian film as well um and i, I guess those kind of extreme horror kind of things get linked but i think i prefer human centipede quite a bit to a serbian film it felt like it was i don't know dirty in a good way i feel yeah. like the concept of it was more popular than the actual film wasn't it like oh have you seen not so even centipede you never guess what happens and you sit down and you watch it and you go oh okay it's one of those isn't it that i think got it 
it benefited from such a reputation from being controversial at the time that yeah. I'm sure there are any there are any number of people who've never seen the film that will probably say, "Oh, this is the well, they've probably seen the South Park episode." That's such yeah. a, a great take on it as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, when yeah. he hadn't read the terms and conditions on the iTunes page, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it's a human centipede. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? Yeah. Okay, that's it. That's it. That's all I got for news. Cool, man. Uh, has anybody watched anything this week? Well, yeah, me and Andy watched the Evil Dead remake um, on our in the Facebook group with a bunch of people. I think it was about fifteen people, maybe something like that. Um, oh, nice! And it was fun. It, uh, I feel like it's a kind of a perfect film to have in that group watch environment because it's ludicrous in a sort of fun way. I really enjoy the little hints and the nods to the originals now. Like you know, when she, she drops the necklace or that chain thing, and it makes the the face. Which um, the necklace did in the original one, um, and it's like there's the the voice that you will die, <laughs> like the others before <laughs> you. Do you know that voice? <laughs> like it comes, it doesn't really suit this film, but I, I like that they put it in there anyway. Wasn't there originally talk of them eventually linking the two together and have her meet? Uh, was it in the series? Maybe they were thinking of doing it. I I don't know the full details. They were talking of them wish. putting the two together. I think that would work. Mm, also, I yeah, like the little um, Easter egg with the drag me to hell demon is detailed in the Necronomicon as well. There's that one page oh, right, and right. it's for the goat-headed demon thing. Old Lamia. Yeah, Lamia, that's one, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I love the other cool. films and drag me to hell. And I need to watch all of the series, actually. I think I saw the first It's on. Episodes. It's on Netflix now, right? Yeah, yeah. It's on there? Is it on Netflix? Oh, right. I think it's yeah. just yeah, gone I, to I, I didn't see all of it. Months. The first episode was, yeah. crack, was cracking was really amazing. Um, but, yeah, I need to watch the, watch the rest of it. Yeah. Um, uh, anything else? Anything else? Watch The Elephant Man. Um, okay. Have you seen The Elephant Man? No. Uh, I'm pretty sure I have, but a long time ago. It's weird, because it's one of, like, I consider myself a, like a huge David Lynch fan, and yet I've always put this off. But I always was under the impression that it wasn't very Lynchian, and it's... It's not for the most part, but it definitely has a lot of his the David Lynch vibes to it. Um, there's some like weird, like surreal uh, sort of moments, uh, but it's just a very sort of naturalistic um, drama. It's kind of horror in some ways, um, not in a sort of gory way or anything like that, but uh, in the way the Elephant Man gets treated. Um, but it's. Um, it's a very, very good film. That everyone, it's one of those things that I think everyone should probably watch. Um, it's a classic, I think. Yeah. What about you, Andy? Nice. Um, apart from the the film of the week and Evil Dead, um, we've been starting to keep us from all going crazy while we're stuck at home. We've started like some country themed nights with one of our friends. So we had Spanish night the other day, and they uh, so we all cooked like a like Spanish food for dinner. We thought we could find in the house, and then we we got movies and it, like fools. They let me choose the film, so uh, we watched Pan's Labyrinth. Um, nice. with, you know, oh, friends yeah. that aren't necessarily horror adjacent, and um, yeah, I'd forgotten. It's been a while since I last watched it. Probably at least a good number of years now since I last sat and watched it. And um, still's up, still great, still a great movie. Um, like Karen's always a good barometer for me for how effective uh, 
a film's horror is she had to look away a couple of times um, um, the nose the, the beer bottle bit and everything oh, yeah. like that but, <laughs> oh um, yeah jesus yeah. christ yeah, and, yeah. Uh, labyrinth. jeremy clarkson's feast um yeah <laughs> still still a Amazing. great movie yeah. yeah nothing else how about you ben uh yeah i watched a couple of things this week i watched so the platform which oh, yeah. um luke you watched last week i don't mm-hmm. know did you watch did you watch this as well andy no no i should have picked it for but it's in spanish isn't it yeah yeah i won't go too much into it because i think we discussed it a bit last week but i think it was a really good concept and i think it was dealt with really well i think some of the me- some of the metaphors in the film were like pretty heavy-handed and other ones are far more subtle i think i kind of liked that but there was some pretty in like it was pretty damn gruesome at times yeah, yeah. things things were happening i didn't expect uh, a couple a couple of laugh out loud moments as well maybe you're just laughing at the absurdity of certain situations and uh but yeah definitely recommend this i watched the subtitle version because i started watching it and it was dubbed and it just felt a bit dodgy feels a bit dodgy to me so, what, yeah. um, what what accents did the dubbed people did the dubbed people have? Oh, God, that's a good question, actually. I can't remember. I think they were just like American. I, I, think, you, I think you could change change. Could you change the dubbed version? What to get the like, to get like to get <laughs> the Hey, I want bloody Geordie Geordie accent. Why, hey man? <laughs> can he believe? I can't even believe we're on platforms. <laughs> See, that would be great because I love sometimes. You know, when you get um. I think the best example you ever seen like the the Tony Jaa film Ong Back, which is yeah, Thai, yeah, I yeah. guess. Have you ever seen the dubbed version of that? I think so. All yeah. the guys are like um, from London, and it's so good. All of the <laughs> so Actually, there's obviously yeah. like a guy speaking Thai goes, "Get out of here, wanker!" You did it, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> get, out of here. get out of here, you bloody toss pot. <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. Um. Yeah, has anyone else watched anything else? Or is... uh, a couple uh, more episodes of the Swamp Thing. Um, it's good. It's definitely falling into some of the sort of the TV traps that I don't mm. really particularly enjoy. How many episodes is it? Um, ten, something like that. There was... I like it when they do Swamp Thing as a seriously horrifying guy when he's fighting bad guys. But there was a scene I was like laughing because, um, you know, like in our... Like, uh, the Hulk, the original Hulk TV show with Lou Ferrigno. Sometimes when he appears onto a scene, like he'll he'll like kind of burst up out of the ground, and it'll just be him slow mo land. Like he'll come like that, and it'll like land on into into the shop. Do you know what I mean? Well, he, he did that. Like he burst up through a through the floor and landed in between all these bad guys. And I was like, that was very cheesy. <laughs> that was um, Lou Ferrigno, mate. That was actually Lou Ferrigno. Have you guys ever seen the original? It might not even be the original. Have you guys seen like the 1980-something like Swamp Thing movie? Uh, I've seen YouTube clips and stuff. I've never watched it. Where the villain takes the, the, the mutagen potion and becomes a rat that has a sword. And he fights him. <laughs> um, I, you see, I, I think with the, the Swamp Thing... Like originally, when I first heard it was in production, I think I would have gone in on it. But then, knowing it was cancelled before it ever aired, and I believe they cut the series short by a couple of episodes as well, I was kind of like, "Well, do I get into this? Because at very most, I'm going to be at very least rather I'm going to be disappointed that if I like it, it does not going to be anymore." But hearing you talk about it, Luke, it's kind of tempted me. I think I just go in. watch the uh, I think the first first couple of episodes, and you get well, just watch the first episode. 
because it's got all of the sort of the the thing style body horror and um all these like really brutal moments um and it's just yeah i, I mean i was kind of amazed like, i the moments in this where there's like vines like ripping out of this dead body and like animating the dead body i was like that would make a fucking fantastic like horror movie just that sort of concept i think splinter did something like that. i can't remember i've not seen that film in a splinter. long time splinter it's been ages but, um, oh yeah Using that so you guys, Go on, sorry. Are you guys of the right age to have watched the Swamp, the short-lived, I imagine, Swamp Thing cartoon? Yeah, I used to watch the cartoon, yeah. <laughs> With like yeah, a yeah. cover of Wild Thing, but it was Swamp oh, Thing. Oh, yeah. I believe yeah. it was Swamp Thing. Yeah. You are amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I... Um... Um... Yeah, something's cool, a cool character. I'm really enjoying the, the graphic novel series. I've been reading, read the first couple of volumes so far. The Alan Moore run, I mean. Um, yeah, it's good. Very nice. Um, I also watched the uh, Gretel and Hansel movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which I think was a, made available on demand like this week or last week or some point. Um, this was really good. Um, I did. I had pretty much zero expectation going into it, but it looks really nice. It sounds really nice. Uh, like the script's pretty good. Mm. Uh, dialogue's dialogue's good. It's quite a unique take on the sort the sort of Hansel and Gretel fairy tale. And again, another another super gruesome one. But yeah, I definitely recommend this. This was uh, made by. This was um, very good. What's his name? Son. Uh, his name? The guy. Who... Perkins. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Perkins' son. Anthony uh, Perkins' yeah. son. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah, but this looks. It's a. It, I mean, it's a bit. It's a bit odd in places, but I kind of like that. It's definitely got the witch vibes, but maybe like a bit more of a glossy finish to it, if that makes sense at all. I'd be interested they to put gloss, yeah. gloss instead of matte. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean by that? They've yeah, got, yeah. got the sign without really <laughs> gone for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then last night, last night I watched uh, I watched 12 Monkeys, because it's been a f- quite a few years since I've seen that, and I thought, you know, deadly viral pathogen that wipes out five billion people on planet earth yeah. why not watch that and see what happens this is like got to be one of the best time travel films yeah man. it just yeah. does it it just does it so well like it there's none of that ridiculous butterfly effect crap or you know anything where oh you've changed this and now all this has happened it's like it just feels really gritty and it's like a really grimy dirty film i but love the Brad Pitt's bruce, amazing the bruce willis in the future getting into his plastic rap sort of yeah. looks the very Gilliam-esque looking stuff but uh, yeah, yeah I love all that stuff and the music I like, think it's, it's a, really weird and the music it's a weird like French yeah like, yeah it's a I mean I think it's like a really really underrated film like it doesn't get talked about quite enough um, yeah. I know there was a series but I never actually did check that out but yeah this is the film like the plot just keeps it just unravels at such a nice slow slow pace that like even though I've seen it like several times before, there were so many moments in it where I was like, oh yeah, and then this happens, and oh yeah, then that happens. It's such a, it's such yeah. a, it's a really like clever, it's really clever film. Final uh, reveal moment of um, the guy in the wig and stuff. I think it's like a perfect bit of film. Like it's it's filmed yeah. beautifully. It's like revealed beautifully. It's uh, yeah, some. It's I mean, fantastic. you kind of. You kind of see where it's going about halfway through the film. You can kind of appreciate what's going to happen, but there's so many tiny little details that are like slowly revealed, just to like further enforce the relationships between the characters as well. Where it's not just like two people thrust together and suddenly 
they're working together for the, for a common goal. It's like you understand why they eventually trust each other, why they eventually believe. Yeah. Where why that Bruce Willis is from the future. Have you seen Have you seen Andy? Not for so many years to the point where I I think I first saw Twelve Monkeys on VHS video cassette from uh, mm. rented it and. Annoyingly, I don't remember a lot of details from the middle, but I do remember the end, so I'll never get that first watch experience again. Yeah. I remember watching it. Me, me and my mum like rented it on VHS, and I, I hated it because I was just like, what was that? That was bloody boring. What no bloody crap. monkeys in it. <laughs> there weren't even 12 of them. There were no mo- there were monkeys, but there weren't there were 12 of them. Um, but yeah, so obviously way too young to appreciate it, and then luckily I think I went back to it like in my early 20s, and then uh, it's definitely a favourite. It's a solid favourite of mine. I think it's uh, maybe Terry Gilliam's. Probably Terry Gilliam's like most logical, logically consistent, accessible film. Yeah, although Fisher King definitely most accessible. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool, man. Yeah. So, uh, anything else? That's it from me. Right. So, the oh no, not the final destination. Just final destination. We watched. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we watched uh, Final Destination. So, Final Destination, two, uh, year 2000, American supernatural horror film directed by James Wong, with a screenplay written by James Wong, Glenn Morgan, and Jeffrey Reddick, based on a story by Reddick. That's convoluted, isn't it? Uh, its first installment in the Final Destination film series stars Devon Sawa, Ali Larter, Kara Smith, and Tony Todd. And after a teenager has a terrifying vision of him and his friends dying in a plane crash, he prevents the accident only to have death hunt them down one by one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this on Rotten Tomatoes has got 35%, uh, which I thought was shocking. Uh, user score is like 60%. Letterboxd is 3 out of 5. I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, okay, so it doesn't look like a super high polished movie. It looks kind of like a TV movie to me in a lot of ways. But I think this deserves better than 35%. Yeah. What were the critics thinking? Yeah. Bloody hacks. It's a good idea. It's a good concept, and it's um, yeah. executed pretty well. Yeah, I think I agree. It's a good concept that I guess came out in the when slashers were the sort of resurgence of slasher films was a few years in. So, so it was a. We've gone. Sorry, mate. So it was a good sort of spin on that, I guess. Spin on that. <laughs> it was a good, good take. <laughs> That's on what that. they said in the board meeting. <laughs> He said, "All right, death's after them. All right, it's going to be death." So I guess it's like the next logical step in terms of we got all these um, unkillable, um, yeah, uh, stalkers and serial killers. How about we go for death himself? And you don't actually see him; he's just a weird fog. He's a wind. He's a wind. Yeah. A oh, mild breeze. That, I, I, will, I will say there's some like logical inconsistency. Like, I don't know why. I mean, we'll go into it. So. When death is going to kill someone, like he comes in as a wind and like he he murks things up. But then I don't know why he'd hide. So one of the deaths, he becomes like a liquid, um, and he sort of gets on the floor. And after the person's dead, the liquid kind of retreats. And I kind of feel like, why yeah. is he hiding? Is no one's going to go? Hang on, death arrest this. this track. Yeah. <laughs> arrest death. I mean, one of the things that I find like in inter- they try to work out a pattern as well, which I kind of find so confusing. I was just like. What? <laughs> I'm just yeah. trying to work out the logical Sometimes steps the that clues death are, was taken. They are such, like, you'd have to have such, like, not even lateral, like, outside-the-box thinking for, yeah. 
Ah, because that big owl will get to the owl. <laughs> get to the owl. The oh, thing yeah. is, Death, yeah. right? He's got he's got a pattern, and if the pattern gets messed up, he wants to stick to it, but not quite. He'll kind of he has a few little things he could do, and then yeah, and he'll still give you a clue. Yeah, so he'll still give you a clue. So this you know. won't be uh, won't be. It might give you a hint to some trivia later on. But this was originally uh, supposed to be an X Files episode, or originally written yeah. as an X Files episode, uh, and I feel like feels very much like an X-Files episode. And it would work as a fantastic X-Files episode. There's even two FBI agents who I do wonder if we're supposed to be Mulder and Scully. But uh, they're called Something and Shrek instead. <laughs> there's, uh, there's a couple of reasons for the moment. Me and my fiance can't watch this. Um, and we had to pause it and replay one moment about 10 times. So there's a bit where uh, the FBI agents are talking about Devin Savage's character and said, he gives me the creeps. And then one of them says to the other, you know what? You give me the creeps. And it looks at him and his eyes widen. And at the same time, you hear a kettle boiling. And it looks like he's boiling. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, can't, I mean, you're just going to have to go and watch it. Is it that is when he pauses so and like, goes, for a second there, I almost believed him. And he's like, you're a piece yeah, of work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he says, sometimes you give me the creeps. And like, going back and watch this moment. And like you just see, his, <laughs> yeah, it looks like he's getting, like he's wheezing, like like a gas leak or something. It's funny. Okay, um, yeah, okay. So this film, um, we've got Devon Sauer, uh, who plays a guy called Alex Browning. He's our main character. Um, he is uh, people might recognize him, Idle Hands. And then apparently he disappeared for a long time. I don't know if he had some problems or some issues. He was a teenage heartthrob. He says on his Twitter profile, and then um, isn't anymore. <laughs> he was in the Stan video yeah. playing the the super fan. Uh, he was very he was very like big, in, I guess, in the early two thousands. And like this film is definitely of that time. If this is like a the year two thousand movie, lightning caught in a bottle, this is it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ali Lata plays the uh, Clear Rivers, who's a kind of a artist. <laughs> I uh, thought she was Claire for uh, no, like, pretty much the whole like, film. If you're gonna have someone called Claire, make sure everyone pronounce like enunciates it properly. Because hey, Claire, <laughs> Claire Rivers, Claire Rivers, the villain from Hollyoaks, Claire. Annie <laughs> 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 um, uh, Arthur, Sean William Scott's in this as well. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. I love Sean William Scott. Like I know, like people like don't take him seriously because of Stifler, but uh, Stifler was funny. Uh, but have you seen Goon? He's amazing in that. Yeah, it's really good. Goon's good. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just think he's a good guy, uh, good actor. Uh, although he did give me some similar Stifler vibes in this. Yeah, it's quite. He's pretty it's, much. It's quite weird because he kind of plays like the the slightly wet thing that the angriest man in the world, Carter, kind of bullies for no reason. Yeah. But at the same time, like e- even in one of the opening scenes where you see Carter giving him some shit, and he like shoulders him, and I was like, sure, William Scott is. Even where he's playing a nerd, he's wearing a big baggy t-shirt, but he is distinctly larger than you. Like, what yeah, are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> that guy is it, Kurt, Kurt Smith? Did you say? Yeah, just looking at his picture it's now. Character, he I recognise him. Look how? Yeah, but I don't. I really don't. I, I think I even looked at like what he's been in, and I didn't recognise anything. So, uh, um, yeah. So there's there's a lot of other characters. There's like a Tony Todd um, who. Tony Todd it plays deaf, maybe. Who knows what that sort of character is supposed yeah. to be? There's obviously it's loads like of other kids from the, from, the, from the school. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
some teachers. Oh yeah, and then Tony Todd basically gets one scene of exposition and freaking the kids out when they don't ask him pretty much any questions that they probably should. <laughs> they just go, "That was creepy, mate. That was creepy." Wasn't it? What do we do? How do we survive this? Then we bloody can't, mate. Also, he says <laughs> um, the thing. when they leave him, "We'll be seeing you very soon," or something like that. Now, that sounds like yeah. he's going to kill them. Right. Yeah, Devon. So Devon Sauer isn't in the sequel, right? So no, I didn't want to. He's mentioned. We won't. Claire Rivers is mentioned. Oh, she is in the second one. Sorry, she but is he in is the second not. one. Think, uh, do, do we explain in... why Devon Sauer's not in it? Uh, they, they do. In the, I, I remember them specifically saying in the second one that he's somewhere or something happened to, him, but I can't remember. There's two. Uh, we'll, we'll come to it at the end. There's two endings to this film, unless that spoils your trivia, Luke. There's a there's an alternate okay, ending yeah. on the on the DVD. Okay, interesting. I've been listening to this. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll come to it. We'll come to it. Also, uh, the ending of the the final destination, the last film in the franchise, loops back to this one, right? Yes. So it all kind of closes the loop, sort of thing. Um, okay, so uh, what we got? So we open with Alex who is about to go on a trip to France with his school uh, school class. Um, there's him and his, like, his two best mates, Bezzy mates. Who are they? There's uh... So one of them's called Todd, I yeah. think. Todd Wagner. Um, and the other one is... Oh, it's his brother, Rod. Rod. Rod and Todd. Rod. Rod and Todd. Jesus. Um so all all of, like all the different classic um school relationships are established pretty early on, you know, like the I guess, I guess no one's really like a nerd in this, are they? They're kinda like the They're the in between in betweeners. Yeah. I guess. They're the in betweeners. Oh in betweeners. <laughs> you've got like a jock, you've got like the, the pretty girls, um, you've got like the arty girl. And then you've got like two teachers, like a, a older man and a younger woman. Um, yeah, so all these all these relationships are kind of established early, and a lot of them are um, pretty much obliterated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I mean, the first the first uh, maybe ten minute, ten fifteen minutes of the film is like them going to the airport and it's, it's um and getting on the plane and, and going through the whole process, checking in and, and going for a pre flight shit. Uh, but there's um. It's all like um, there's tons of omens or there's things happening. Mm. Uh, so it's like his, um, his digital clock changes from 100 to 180 in flight 180. There's loads of like coincidences, like his flight, his seat number is the same as his birthday or something, 925. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of things where, <laughs> I mean, they wouldn't mean anything really, but um, they're just giving him a bad feeling. And it does, it does a good job of I... indicating that. It's given him. I kind of miss. I've completely forgot like what parts was the premonition, what what parts weren't. So I thought the whole intro of the film was a premonition until they were both having a pre-flight shit, and I thought this can't be part of the premonition. I <laughs> <laughs> mean, quite a detailed part of the premonition, wouldn't it? I'd be like, well, I had a premonition. I was going to have a shit, and I need to go. So what does that tell you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's um there's like the two teachers there as well. Um, Super threatening teacher as well, isn't it? I I made a note of it. The first the first line from the younger the younger teacher is as they're going through the airport. The um yeah the religious um oh yeah yeah person comes up and says oh you know 
death isn't the end. And she goes, we'll be for you, mate, if you don't leave my shoot. Like, literally, <laughs> she threatens this guy not to kill him, yeah. but to rob him of an afterlife as well. So that is <laughs> that is seriously killed. Yeah. There's a lot, a lot <laughs> the of kill stuff you about... And uh... then exercise you immediately. <laughs> There's so much uh, little hints or nods towards death, like it's it's almost over the top. Like it's almost like someone could be shouting, "Death, you're deaf, mate!" Like, <laughs> like it's just too much. <laughs> you're to de- are you deaf or summer? Are yeah. you deaf or summer? Oh, uh, I'm feeling pretty grim, aren't you? I'm feeling grim. I'm feeling absolutely grim. Yeah, you reap what you sow, mate. You reap what you sow. Yeah. Um, what are you listening to? Fear the Reaper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, the, the music that constantly plays um when bad things are about to happen is John Denver who died on an airplane yeah. apparently. Crash. Uh, um, I mean bad taste, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh so it's like all these kind of little things. Um and then we he gets on the plane. Uh he he's uh he's getting very hot. He doesn't know why he's getting very hot. Um are we? I'm not sure. Do we, are we meant to sort of write this off that he's also a nervous flyer? Is he? Because you know he talks about him not taking the tag off. He's quite superstitious. It shows because he's not going to take the the little label off it off the off his yeah. dad's suitcase I, that he's I, borrowed. Is he also meant to be a nervous flyer? I think so. I don't think it comes across that he's like much. Of, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. Uh, but um, um, yeah. So then there's he a, swap, the he swapped seats for somebody, didn't he? Yeah. He yeah, the, the pretty girls in the class then... say, "Oh, will you swap places with me?" And he goes, "Yeah, right." And off he goes. Yeah, go on then. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the the premonition of the plane um, exploding in midair, not long after it takes off, is pretty brutal, right? There's people getting like sucked out of massive holes in the in the yeah. plane. There's like a blood splatter against the wall effect. I don't know who got cut yeah. or what happened to them but you just see blood fl- splash against the wall uh, it's good it's really it's really well done it's genuine because this is a, a kind of fear i think everyone has um yeah every time i get on a plane i always sort of have to make peace with the fact that this may be the end i have to accept everything i've done in my whenever life whenever the plane point. whenever the plane like drops just slightly yeah my body just goes this is the end yeah <laughs> I, remember... I might be like halfway through a conversation but my body will just go fuck this is the end <laughs> <laughs> the the thing that gets me specific about and I, I remember not really being phased by this film when when I watched it I don't remember it really stuck me but watching it this time maybe it's because I on a plane I, I travel more <laughs> yeah um I, I travel more on planes like these days but the bit that got me is before it gets to that extreme where you know people are being slurped off out of the plane and things like that by um by the sky. But like the bit where it starts to really get rough and like bags are falling out of the overhead compartment. I've been on a plane. I've been on a flight where a case has come open and like it's fallen and things have fallen down at people, and it is horrible. Yeah. Um, and and like, that flight attendant that saying it's okay, like uh, Malvin, <laughs> everything's fine. Yeah. 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 It's it's quite a harrowing scene. Yeah. I and think so. I think it holds up reasonably well. Like maybe. If you want to be critical, you could say maybe the fire effect towards the end where he gets all all frazzled. I liked it. Maybe oh, yeah. maybe that's maybe that's dated a tiny bit, but I think it still holds up reasonably well. The whole yeah. thing. Yeah. So he, he he burns up in the plane. Everyone dies, uh, and then he suddenly wakes up, and he's at the point where he was feeling hot uh, in the seat like a little bit ago. Uh, so he freaks out, uh, says the plane's going to crash. Everyone get off. 
Um, well, he, and, he jumps up and he and he goes and grabs the like the that little fold away uh, table yeah, yeah. thing, which yeah. which um what, which broke in his the, vision. Uh, it broke in his vision. So as soon as he sees that that's happened, he's like, right, well, this ain't any old premonition, mate. This ain't any old vision. This is I'll predict to the future. Here. I'm gonna get off, and obviously it, things kick off between a few of the school um, kids. Like um, he's got him. like why is that guy yeah, yeah. Carter? I'm pretty sure. I mean. Mental health awareness wasn't what it is. Carter has a personality disorder, definitely. Because yeah. as soon as he like, you've mildly inconvenienced me, Alex. Let me get on a fight with you on a on a plane. And like you guys say, I guess as well. At the time it was produced, airport security wasn't what it is nowadays either. So maybe in the the late the the late nineties, people had a punch up on a plane, and you just got a slap on the wrist for it. But yeah, yeah. but he's he doesn't hold back. He he is mildly inconvenienced and he gets into fisticuffs with him so they get pulled off the plane as well as his friend plane, but... follows him off stifler yeah. just gets so his... caught in the crossfire yeah yeah it's like a, a, a random cross-section of the class end up getting off don't they it's not anyone that are particularly linked to each other like uh claire sort of just has a feeling she's like well this is a bit dodgy i'm getting off she just um, wanders off after the struggle right so everyone else gets like yeah. dragged oh, we're off here the plane. already and then, she just, <laughs> oh! and then she just steps off like, uh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, There's a bit of a random section of people um, who do get off, but how many in total? Was it like six or seven of them? Six or seven. Maybe. Both yeah, of the teachers, the teachers get off. Yeah. Yeah. And they let, they let one back on. And then uh, the, she, the teacher who stays, the Val, uh, Val Luton. That sounds like, I think that's a wrestler. Um, something Luton. <laughs> uh, uh, she says to the other one, "You go, because uh, you'll enjoy it or something." <laughs> I don't know. This is all, go you, on. You, you demonstrably speak French, so you because he's been speaking, he's been showing off speaking his French. Yeah, I like how sort of common tongue he gets very quickly after like all this sort of the shit is the fanny goes. Yes, yeah, because he has literally way. spoken French entirely. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, he's been like speaking to his French class in French about going to France, and then as soon as yeah. off the plane, he goes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got that. Fucking hell, you mags. Yeah. Faking it. Um, so then, while they're all scrapping and saying, what the fuck, why we're not going to get our French holiday now, all this money I've wasted and all this stuff. And then the plane does explode in midair. Uh, and then it did come true. Uh, and- hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That's like kind of like the, the, the initial premise of all Final Destination movies. There's like an initial accident where people are able to get out. So the second one was um, car pileup. Second one's a car yeah. pileup. And the reason to this day that I will never, ever stay behind a truck with logs on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as I see one, I safely overtake it. The number three was uh, a roller coaster, which I, from memory, I've not seen in a long time, but I remember it being pretty, pretty brutal. Roller coasters rough. Uh, yeah. The fourth one, destruction derby. Is that what it was? Uh, I've not, I've not seen the fourth one or the fifth one. I don't believe. If, if, there's, the if, there's a to- if there's a total of five, four is a destruction derby because at the end, after the premonition, the first person who escapes gets done because when the explosion actually happens, a tyre flies out of the stadium and smashes them. Right. Um, oh, the, wow. the death doesn't waste any time. <laughs> and then the, the last one, if the, fi- if the final destination is the fifth one and there's not six and I've not missed one, then, um, then it's a bridge. I think, I think the fourth one is oh, the final yeah. destination. And the fifth one is just Final Destination 5, I think. Really? Possible. Um, the fifth one, I remember Maybe. being all right. Well, not amazing, but I remember it. I can't remember. It pretty well. I feel like I've said it now, and I feel like that's wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So no, the Final the final Destination is number four, and Final Destination 5 is number five. Just, che- just double-checked. The Final um, Destination yeah, Tokyo so Drift. 2011 was the last one, so we haven't had one, <laughs> we haven't had one since then. Being premature. Nice do, you think it's, do you think it's due a comeback? I think the I think I heard somewhere they were maybe talking about it somewhere. That wouldn't that wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. Uh it's a good concept. I think you could make a great uh maybe not a TV show. Um but yeah, I'd like to watch another one. It's a great excuse for some fairly amazing set pieces that you don't have to have much of a reason to pull off. Yeah. It's like it's like, you know what I reckon Death is probably a huge fan of in these games, the character Death. I bet he loves a game of Mousetrap, because that's exactly what he does. Yeah. He sets up all the little bits, and then the little man jumps into the bathtub, and the little ball bearing comes down the chute. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Um, it's, uh, where are we to? Okay, so they get there. off, and then we meet the two FBI agents. Everyone is massively ungrateful to begin with. They're like... Uh, they're sitting there in the waiting room. They have another punch up and they have more arguments where everyone goes, Oh, so how have you worked out? This is going to happen. Um, and then Alex is sort of stunned. And look, I didn't, I didn't know this was going to happen. I didn't cause it. People are looking at me like I caused it. Claire, Claire, yeah. Claire is on his side. Um, and sort of says, look, he's not a, he's not a witch. And then the FBI come in, send everyone home. And then I'm pretty sure it's pretty much a snap cut to a memorial service, right? Where they're remembering yeah. all the people at school that have think, that have died. Yeah, so I think it's quite a while later. It's 39 days later, apparently. So uh, they attended like this huge memorial service, but obviously a lot of people are looking at Alex as if you know, a he caused it somehow, or b he's some kind of crazy supernatural freak 
who managed to predict it. No one's kind of, <laughs> no one's yeah. kind of like, oh, thanks for saving me, mate. Oh, I would have been bloody no. mint to meet back there. I think our core guys are all treating him in different ways. So uh, Carter uh, believes he's the he's in charge of his own destiny. He won't accept that anyone else that Death has a freedom and plan or anything like that. Uh, the teacher just terrified of him. <laughs> Uh, Stifler sees him yeah. as a sort of a way to keep him alive, or not even that. Like if he's, he's going to pass, it's like his if, I, if I ask this girl out, will I? Yeah, um, yeah. Will I <laughs> yeah. succeed? <laughs> yeah. Um, clear so uh, clear so did I say clear? <laughs> clear, not clear so. <laughs> clear uh, <laughs> is um, uh, she's like really thankful. Uh, and then uh, and Todd, his his mate, sort of like, yeah, we'll be friends again. But right now, my dad who is a real piece of work, to be honest, is uh, he, he doesn't want me to see you because he's very... Because obviously Rod's brother Todd, or the other way around, he died in the plane crash. So yeah. the dad is grieving for the fact that his other son has uh, has died, so he doesn't want him hanging out with Alex right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then, so we get... Alex is, like, looking at like, the uh, disaster books, or he's reading up on all these, like, previous... He's obsessed with it by this point. And he's seeing more and more omens. Says the the owl. I don't really understand the, the the reference. I don't understand how he could link that to the fact that Todd was going to die. But then there's like uh, a word. The actual yeah, I think word. that's yeah. what happens. The owl bashes into the window and he throws a magazine oh, okay. yeah, at yeah. the thing that chops up the paper. That then comes and says Todd. I don't know how that gives him a clue as to. I don't think it gives him a clue as to how he's going to die. But the owl is just a mechanism for him throwing the book. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Todd is um, he's trimming his nose hairs. It, I, so I like how they they set these deaths up in fan station because there's there's no actual killer. Uh, we don't know how they're going to die. We just, we just know something's going to some chain of events is going to cause them to die. Uh, so they always like lay out tons of like mm, like maybe's. Like he's got the nail the, yeah. the nose scissors. He puts them down. He's um, like a piece of water will like go towards his foot and he'll like just miss it or just walk away from it. There's tons of stuff that he sort of they lay. So like, he's plugged the radio stuff. in, right? He's 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 oh, messing yeah, with yeah, like yeah. the iffy plug on the radio and the water's coming towards his foot and he goes, This is iffy, I'll unplug that. Whew. Yeah, yeah. It is basically the movie version of like the first ten minutes of casualty, isn't it? Where you're yeah. just yeah. looking for all the things that are eventually gonna probably cause someone, you know, harm. Yeah. And it's pretty much like that. Uh, Maybe so that it, should be the series you wanted, Luke. Like, it, it could, you could combine Casualty with Final Destination, all those setups with, oh, I always clean my gun while it's loaded. It's the only way to really see <laughs> where the dirt is. Yeah, or there's a, what is that in there? It's an extra bit of dirt in there. I'll pull the trigger and get it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so uh, while, while Todd's brushing his teeth or something, uh, like there's like a bit of blue water that comes out of the toilet and starts to like follow him. I feel that's like too heavy-handed. Maybe I think they were finding their feet with what death. So I feel like it needs to all look very natural. Like it. Mm. Why would death personify as the liquid and stuff? Because it, it turns left to like follow him as if it's alive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I kind of feel like it would be yeah. way more natural. Water can turn right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to turn left a few times. Uh, but um, and then oh yeah, so what's the name gets in the bath? No, how does he? Oh, he's he just slips. He slips. He, he slips on the water. Eventually, gets him right, and he slips. There's like a yeah. uh, there's like a uh, there's like a wire that's going across. He's hanging up his dirty pants on it, and yeah. it wraps around his neck. And obviously, then he slips into the bath. And so there are the quite a few is... little elements here 
to try and stop him. Is obviously his feet are wet and slidey, sliding all over the bath. Has he sli- He's has kind he of just like spilled a, spilled a bottle of matey or something in the bottom of the bath, so it's dead yeah, slippery, it. and he can't. Yeah. Yeah. He, he can't. He's slipping around on there, and then he's perilously close to reaching the nail scissors um, to try and cut himself free. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, um, and his dad has fallen asleep because he's um, he's had too many grief beers. Yeah, and he's um, and he's asleep with he's the TV on. Gonna need a few that. more. Yeah. <laughs> Although his dad does hold it together, though, because Alex, having seen the magazine, has rushed to Todd's house. Um, Clear is also outside. She is. Um, just, I'm not sure how it explains that she was just there. She was she, like, "Oh, yeah, oh okay." Beer. So she um, feels what Alex is feeling, and there was a there was a thing um, that I'd never noticed before. But I watched this, when I watched it this time. There's something that happens um, where we realise that they're linked. Like when he's got a bad feeling, she feels the same thing. So she knows when a. Uh, she gets a bad uh, feeling. Her tummy rumbles. Something, something bad's gonna happen. I don't know what it was. There's, there's a feel thing that happened, and I was it's like, ah, like... oh, yeah, I, I don't know. I can't remember. Um, yeah. Uh, so, like, Todd's eyes are getting all bloodshot and shit, and it's um, it's pretty horrifying. Horrific. Yeah, horrific it's another watch. horrific death. Horrific death. Yeah, but uh, these uh, the knowing near as gory as the films do get. Like these. This one is quite tame, really. But, um, yeah. I mean, it's, I think Todd's eyes do go. Todd's eyes do go like really bloodshot, and it's just pretty gruesome. Mm. Oh my eyes! <laughs> yeah, I think it's so frustrating as well. You'd probably be thinking while he was desperate to get out, they think, "Oh bloody hell, how's this gonna look?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You've yeah. probably gone through your head. You're going, oh, ain't, this ain't a suicide. Oh, ah. At least he's thinking, okay. oh, God, at least I had my pants pulled up. Can you imagine if he just got off the toilet and they were also <laughs> around his ankles? That would have been embarrassing. <laughs> just... I think he'd strangled wanked himself to death like um, like <laughs> people in the early think. 2000s did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so um, so death wants it to look like a suicide. That, that's why death kind of pulled away. But I don't understand I don't why he would do that. Like, what does he care? He's like an elemental force, surely. He must know as well. He must also know that if he kills everybody who escaped that plane, you know, he must know that that's going to look dodgy. So I just go... <laughs> People are going to be onto him. I'm just going to do loads of mental shit. I'm just going to go f- just fling a bloody meat cleaver at his head. So we found... Oh, the FBI agents, just... like, we found out what links all the murders together. Death. Death. <laughs> Add him to it, like he's already get him in here. Get him in here. I'll do. I'll good cop, bad cop. With um, with death, surely, if death has a design that we go into later on his books, on his spreadsheet that he's got, surely it would say these people all died in an accident. Now, if Todd is listed as suicide, his stats are out. Yeah, he's not recovering. He should His superiors are going to be fuming. Superiors yeah. are going to be few. Like, what is like, this? You, 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 you're one accident short here. This, the suicide's up. It's this, these aren't the targets. Oh, no, that was an accident as well. I promise. It just was thought as yeah. a suicide. So I do wonder, like, but yeah. I mean, how in the, the writer's heads have they personified death to the point where, like, he's, he is Todd, Tony Todd. Tony Todd? Um, and he's thinking these things through is he supposed to be 
like plotting them or it was almost like I kind of got the feeling that Tony Todd's character was just really familiar with death like he'd experienced something similar to what Alex is going through in the past and now he's like an expert on it now it, uh, rather than him being deaf I mean I don't know what you guys got I from guess that. he kind of just because of his job he's a mortician right so maybe he's just maybe all morticians just know it's part of like you're you're onboarding when you start in your induction yes Right, death does have a design, so um, yeah. obviously you're here to, to clean up for that. If you could be around after hours to occasionally freak out some kids that break but, in. But, I mean, Tony Todd is laying it on. He says stuff like, I've been expecting you, and uh, <laughs> Alex. Like, he knows his name and everything. It's, 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 I don't know, he's laying it on a little bit thick. Just, to, just appreciates the craft. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, well, not long after Todd dies, Clear and uh, Alex break into the... Uh, mortuary to go and check his body out for some reason because they don't believe it's a suicide I think um, That's a, he, he thinks it's a suicide because outside the house when they turn up it's just as Todd's being rolled out and this is where his dad really lays it on thick and to be honest a bit hypocritical I made a note here so Mr Wagner it's uh, Todd's dad he comes out and says oh yeah um, because Alex you made um, Todd feel really guilty for being alive when his brother dead was dead he killed himself because of you and your guilt and I was like all right Mr Wagner hypocritical now trying to make someone else feel really guilty maybe um, when you're thinking about that finger you're pointing think about them three pointing back at yourself eh have a think about that yeah <laughs> well, I guess he's in grief you can't blame him for it but you're right yeah. they don't they don't agree that it was really a suicide so they take the next logical step, which is to immediately break into the morticians and look at his body. Uh, Everything that they do is so dodgy. <laughs> like, if you were those two like FBI agents, and you'd just be like, I don't know how, but these guys are behind all of this. <laughs> like, they, they don't do anything to kind yeah. of defend that. They don't do anything to make themselves look innocent at all at any stead. I don't know. They got no evidence, but at the same time, it is mad. They also don't just that... chill out, Alex. They don't seem that bothered to see Todd's dead body on a slab with like a the the embalming fluid shooter <laughs> like sticking yeah. out of his neck and stuff. They don't seem to even be they, that bothered at all. They seem quite good. In fact, he has like a little poetic moment where he's like, "Anything that made that my friend Todd is now gone." But I'm fine looking at his body. I guess. Um, yeah. He yeah. just looks, but then he has a. It makes them jump because he w- waggles his arm about a little bit because oh, of yeah. the. Because of the chemicals, and that's when yeah. Tony Todd comes in and spooks him. Yeah. Uh, so from from Tony Todd, they learn that death has a design, um, and they're going to figure it out and try and get over it or get w- wiggle out of it. Um, so I guess I don't know who's next. Um, so it's so Carter's go- girlfriend next, right? <clears throat> yeah. So they go to a cafe the next day to discuss everything that Tony Todd told them. Um and basically work out Alex has obviously got all these different schemes. He loves a good scheme, then he? he's like, immediately gone completely mad, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's like, We could cheat death if we look for the omens. So basically if someone's gonna die, I'll see the omens and then I'll run there and I'll stop it happening. So if I stop it happening, then I'll ruin death's design and then we'll be alright in the end for some reason. I don't yeah. know. Um so obviously when they're when they're having this encounter, Carter like drives by with his girlfriend and sees Alex and Quickly turns around, nearly kills uh, Stifler. Stifler. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's, yeah. r- he's riding on his bike. Billy Stifler. Yeah, he almost runs him over. <laughs> yeah, almost runs him over. And sort of goes back, and obviously they all confront each other, and they're 
all, all the all the most of the survivors are together again because the teacher um, nips out of the coffee shop right and then yeah. carter weirdly flirts with her and he's like he like stands within centimeters of her because oh you're always my favorite always my favorite teacher which is a shame <laughs> and now you've got to move away because of this prick that saved my life pointing at alex yeah uh, so the girlfriend gets furious. Uh, just furious. He storms out. Well, Alex is omen for this, where he saw a bus in the reflection of a window pass by, but it wasn't actually there. Uh, so he knew something was about to happen. Um, mm-hmm. so she gets she steps in the front of the bus. I feel like this effect was used a lot. Uh, around I think once someone figured out there's a plug in on the video editor for like getting hit by a bus mode or something. Like I feel like this was used. <laughs> A ton, um, yeah. A plug in. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's that feels a like an Instagram, Instagram filter. filter. Yeah. Has anyone been hit by a bus yet? Well, no, they haven't actually. <laughs> Get that filter powered up. Yeah, <laughs> wind it up. Wind it up. Wind yeah. it up. Oh, it's in an app purchase though. It's sixty nine p. Get your thumb uh, on there. Get it bought. So uh, yeah, Carter's girl. What's Carter's girlfriend's name? Uh, Terry, yeah. So she gets hit by a bus. What would you think at this point, right? So now, like one person dying after the plane crash, p- potential suicide. That's, I mean, that's pretty crazy on its on its own. Now there's two. Well, I'd be like, what... she did just randomly walk into the middle of the road. I can't. Yeah, she did. Why did she randomly walk into the middle of the road? Why was, was the bus driving at eight? Why was the bus driving at eighty miles an hour along that residential? There'll be some. There'll sort of... be some build up we haven't seen, like an orange. Like under the brake pedal, like on The Simpsons. Yeah, an, or- an orange feel. <laughs> oh, an orange, an orange. Like, oh no! And he presses the brake and it squirts into his eye. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's exactly what will have happened. All those things yeah. will have gone on. Yeah, it takes a lot of planning for death to get all these little things to line up right. Um, and then when it does, I bet he's like there, like <laughs> yes, like he's yeah. running to it. Yeah, it'd be a great Score. video game you could make out of this. Like really, like really obtuse things that you have to do to get people in the final destination. I think that's Hitman. Basically, the Hitman games. <laughs> you roll an orange down a bus <laughs> and then wait for everything to unfold. Uh oh. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So the next, the next bit is like Alex going super crazy and trying to work out the order. He's got like a, um, what do you call it with the with all the seats. On the, on in the, the seating plane. plan, seating plan, yeah. <laughs> he's got a, he's got one of those plans with, with the seats, you know. Oh, seating yeah. plan, yeah, okay. He's got one of them, and he's trying to work out the order of like the explosion, which meant the order of people were supposed to die. And then he works out that Mrs. Luton or Miss Luton is next, so he rushes to her house to ensure her safety. But things have kind of already started going to shit um, in the most extreme way at her house. Uh, she's obviously packing up, getting ready to leave town because of everything that's happened, and because Alex is freaking her out. Uh, he's just gonna go knock on her door and say good evening to her, and that's gonna make things better somehow. He's gonna burst um, in, try not to get her killed. Yeah. So when he's there, the FBI agents like pick him up straight away, don't they? Yeah. Uh, and take him away because because like, he is he's like t- he's checking her car for like he's like oh the brakes are right these tires okay what's the tread like on these tires <laughs> poking them and they go what are you doing mate and he's like oh just checking just checking this inconspicuous nothing suspicious nothing suspicious I was just making sure she was definitely not gonna die. But they don't, for some reason, take his word yeah, for that. I don't believe it. And uh, the way Miss Luton dies is a bit... Trying to remind me, she pours some water that goes onto... <laughs> there's, there's onto, tons. So there's like onto, a, a, yeah, mug, there's tons. a mug 
uh, that cracks or a glass that cracks. Because she puts she puts coffee in it and tips it away and then puts vodka in it, or is it the other way around? I think she ends up with the vodka in it. So, yeah. so it's like leaking and it goes onto the computer. Um, so that sets a, starts a fire. But there's obviously like there's a whole like a trail of vodka that's flammable, like flammable vodka that leads up to. Mm. I don't know. There's tons of stuff. There's all the knives on the kitchen side. There's um, and she well, put a tea towel on top of that. Yeah, the liquid goes into like a, a into like a a monitor, like a computer monitor, that explodes. And some, of the, of some of the some of the screen <laughs> shot of glass in it. <laughs> a shard of monitor in her neck. <laughs> yeah. Shard of monitor in my neck. Yeah. You um, work with computers, Luke. Yeah. How often do you see a monitor glass injury like that in your field? Uh, once a week. Yeah, once twice a week. It's coming under the warranty. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then, so like it, uh, the fire sets up. Um, blows up half of the house. Um, oh wait, so no, no, yeah. Alex, Alex, yeah. Alex is like out of. He, they, basically, he gets released by the FBI. They question him for a little bit, and then he's like, he tries to convince them what's happening, but obviously they think he's a nut box, and they just go, "I'll oh, just let him out. Let's <laughs> let him back out." <laughs> yeah, this and is am- this is the thing, right? Because obviously the FBI's headquarters is a short run from this teacher's yeah. house. Yeah, yeah, he just he just sprints over there. It's around the corner. And you're right. They they just they let him know. They let him go because again, the FBI base say, "Oh yeah, I know. You, I know. There's no way you could have blown up the plane." Just, I'm like, basically, they just say, "Stop being weird." Yeah, and yeah. Just let him go. Just so crazy. Would you not at least try and keep him? Yeah, just keep for him for a bit. You, you get 24 <laughs> no, hours. Like, they, kind of keep him yeah. for 24 hours and make sure no one dies. If anyone dies, health assessment that at least because yeah. he is, yeah. you know. Running around poking people's tires, but they don't. Yeah. They let him out. Um, you go straight back to Val Luton. You go straight Is back Val Luton a wrestler's, wrestler's name? Val Luton. I feel like Val it's... Venus. No, wait, Val Luton. That's um, who, who made Cat People? Wasn't the producer? Oh no, one do you remember? It always comes back to Cat People of you, Luke, doesn't it? Jesus, everything links back to Cat People. How many degrees of separation? Val Luton is a novelist and he made 1940s horror movies. Yeah, so he if produced I... uh, the Cat People film. Yeah, that, okay, that's, a, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah there um, you go. So anyway, Alex uh, pops into the house. Um, sees her... <laughs> Hello! He pops in. There's <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> a in here. Oh, bloody uh, stinks of smoke. Yeah. Um, she's got knives sticking out of her chest. And he... Yeah. Yanks it out. Uh, oh no, no, he, he doesn't. He, he goes to, and then a chair, a chair topples on top of the knife. And yeah, because she's only like eighty percent dead, <laughs> having pulled the knife down. Well, because she's been, because she's been burned and bloodied, she goes to pull a tea towel down to to stifle the bleeding. But it pulls the carving knife into her chest, but yeah. not it's enough to kill so her. Complicated. Like death's just gone right. The last one was too simple. Oh, I, I think it's ridiculous. This one <laughs> has got to be. This yeah. one's got to be super ridiculous. She's like, well, I've got 500 different elements I've got to bring together and somehow make this woman die. Let's see what we can do. And you're right, right. he hammers it like yeah, a steak like cracking his nails. Let's see what we can do. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then I guess his extra design here, while he made Todd's look like a suicide, he's basically framed, framed Alex <laughs> for her murder because he's got his hands on the bloody carving knife. Yeah, well, so this is about this is just like a little bonus for death, where he's like, oh, you know what? I'm going to frame that little prick as well. He's trying to work out my design. Yeah, <laughs> he's too close to the truth. Yeah, trying to work out my design, are you? That is it. <laughs> Frames. Um, Frames. 
So uh, as he runs out of the house and it blows up, Stifler's like riding by as well, so he sees him. Uh, Stifler doesn't seem that bothered about it. Actually, it doesn't seem to. What's going any... on in there? Don't worry about it, Stiff. Yeah. All right, don't worry about it. It's all right. Yeah. Is that Mr. Is that no, 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 no. Uh, so somewhere around here, they all get together. Um, they all to get to get together and are, like driving around, don't they? And I guess Alex runs off to live in the woods, right, for a little bit. They all kind of believe him at this point because, well, there's a bit, there's a little bit before this where um, someone else dies. So yeah, they're all sort of having, they're all discuss. Everyone believes him at this point, so they're saying, right now, who's next? And he's trying to explain who is next, but he doesn't actually say because he doesn't. I guess he doesn't want to scare the person. And then because he wouldn't tell them, Carter stops the car on like some railroad tracks, where he's like, well, if that's the case, I'm gonna I'm gonna die on my own terms. I'm gonna fuck up. Death plan. Yeah. And the Dharma terms. And Carter's obviously, an angry young man. Carter's an angry young man. But this is again another convoluted plan of death. So even though he waited 39 days from the crash to the first person he killed, now he's just bashing them out. Yeah. Minutes. Probably not even an hour has passed since Miss Luton died. He's like, right, who's next? Here we go. Yeah. I guess um, a lot so, of his work has been front loaded, right? Because obviously he had to get that orange to grow to go onto the bus, get it in that kid's uh, lunchbox yeah. to fall under the brakes. And now it's all going. <laughs> that was the yeah. game. Um, uh, so, so obviously, as car, as a train's coming, and then Carter decides, all right, I'll get out. I've I've made my point. I'll sorry, I'll, I'll take the car off the train track. So I made my point, and he can't start the car. And then obviously he gets locked in, and then his seatbelt's stuck. Um, doesn't Alex say he kind of saw something as well? Didn't he say he like saw the saw the seatbelt? He sees he stuck? sees he sees the reflection of, the, and then he saw the seatbelt tear. So he also saw how to how to help him oh, out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what is the force that he's? Has he got like some sort of? He's got the force. Special power. Yeah. He's got the force. So yeah. yeah, so yeah, he's just like kind of clairvoyant, you could say. Um... <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Clairvoyant. But he he can see how he so the whole thing is now he can see he gets visions of how he can save people, uh, so if he can do that he can uh, rescue them from death's design. Um, so then everyone believes him and wants to help him. He, they think he's it skips uh, Carter. Now. Oh no, Stifler dies as well. Um, yeah, because in the by saving by saving Carter that was his go. So it moves to Stifler. So I'm guessing that death. Sees a quick chance and goes. There's a bit of metal there. I'll just was that at him, and he <laughs> does. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeets it. I think is the, the technology. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the modern term. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so he, he eats that um, bit of metal and has most of his head off. It chops him like here, right? Yeah, yeah. And he falls chin. down like really. Dis- he really ch- falls down really disappointed to be dead. It's like, oh yeah. god, yeah. <laughs> I'm really disappointed. I'm dead. Can't be bothered to do uh, that. And then Alex somehow works out now. He's right. If, if Def skipped Carter and moved on to Billy, then I'm next on the list because like, cause he works out like when he switched seats. Isn't that right? He works well, out, he, he so works he goes out to, later. Right now, he's yeah. like, oh, oh it's yeah, me yeah, next. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. So he goes to like a cabin, and I don't know about you, but this cabin looks bloody dangerous. It doesn't look like a, the kind of cabin where, like, oh, nothing will happen in here. It's like a room full of pillows and, <laughs> and, and like candy canes. It's lovely in here. This no, is maybe the, the most junkiest cabin ever. This yeah. is maybe the most ludicrous part of the like film, a... I think, with him being playing that crazy guy who's like scared of germs and like is putting like corks yeah. on every nail end and stuff. 
like childproofing it. Um, I mean, it's a, a couple pretty... of times where something happens, and doesn't something happen where something sharp like comes towards the door, and he manages to like stop it? Yeah, and he goes, "Whoa, bloody idea! Yeah. You nearly had me, rusty eyes." <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, kind of you just get cancer or something then. Like, surely yeah. death would just be like, all right, cancer it is. <laughs> <laughs> all right, <laughs> cancer, mate. Well, can you, can, yeah, you're right. Couldn't you gone, oh, like, heart thing, little tiny hole in your heart that's yeah. been there all the time that you just died of one day. <laughs> well, it's aneurysm time, mate. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I Rain guess if you're disappointed by that, I'd be like, oh, that's boring, though. Too easy. It's like the, the, the God mode. It's like a, like a Tomb Raider cheat or something. Like it's like it's like a default a default death that he's got right. there just as the press control something. I feel like death is um... the stats. Oh, you've used all your heart attacks for this year, mate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> bloody hell! Got any uh, any tumors? No, <laughs> all gone. All that you've, you've used all them. I'm afraid all you've got left is a train metal um... <laughs> a bit, <laughs> and a bit yeah, a bit of scrap metal shit lying on the floor there. Or a that. loose electrical cable that's got seems to have a life of its own. <laughs> oh, yeah, you yeah. kind of wiggle that around at someone, maybe. I have got monitor explosion left. Oh. So you can uh, offer you that. When <laughs> <laughs> you've got two of them here, though. Yeah. <laughs> Special. Uh, so Alex managed to work out at some point while he's in his cabin. He goes, hang on a minute. What happened was I, I changed seats with those girls. So actually, in my premonition, it's not me who's next. It's clear. And all this, all this time, Death's just been biding his time, just waiting. Um, so, yeah, he goes... What does he do? He leaves. Well, the FBI is hunting him down. And they've just found the house, right? But they let him slightly canoe away. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's about 28... If, why are they saying, like, 20 FBI agents after someone if they weren't serious about it? And like, when he gets on the boat, they're like, oh, well, like we just they're can't like, keep up well, with this guy. They were like, what... I, I guess it's because they're not planning to like kill him. They just they just want to capture him. So they're like, "Oh, come back! We're trying to help you." And they are, like, oh, "We'll go round the lake and wait for him to get there." Yeah, but they yeah. underestimate how fast he can canoe, and he gets there much quicker. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like you're on the wrong side of the river. Okay. I got all yeah, the horses. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I Looks like I've got all the horses. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Benny. So, uh, so oh, man, that's a great film. So pretty much straight away. Claire is like already up against it, isn't she? Like there's uh, in peril because that electrical cable bed that you mentioned has broken loose. Electrical cables go shit. Her car yeah. is like leaking gas. Um, there's like a swimming pool that like splits and fills up the yard, and it's almost like oh, yeah. as soon as that, you know, loads of shit going wrong. The trellis starts coming loose. Like she's, she's not the trellis. Yeah. <laughs> put up. Like an explosive barrel lands under the car or something like that. Yeah, like it's yeah, just yeah. jar a turpentine tips over a windscreen. Death, death yeah. somewhere is just butter mashing. That's what he's doing here. He's butter mashing. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Come on, <laughs> die, die, a bitch. Yeah. It's like, why did I use all my tumors up? Come on, come on, like yeah. all the things going on. But then and Alex, then Alex almost drowns in a puddle, but then then he escapes because he gets stuck under a conifer for a minute in the woods, and then he almost drowns in a puddle. <laughs> That was so strange. I was like, "What's happening?" Like, it was really hard to to work out what's happening. I think I mean, you know, sometimes you're watching a film and you kind of like drift away from it in terms. Of, you yeah, start yeah. thinking about something else. You know, how, how many eggs you got in the fridge? Like, if you keep them in the fridge. I mean, if you don't, then that's fine. But uh, <laughs> I think I was doing that, <laughs> like- and then I looked back and I was like, 
What's going on there? It's just like a I tree guess Death was someone... trying to go for a combo, right? Maybe he was thinking, yeah, right, if yeah, I can yeah. keep him almost drowned in this puddle until she dies, then you can drown seconds later and I'll have I'll have got a tooth uh, on this and I can just yeah. wrap this up in a nice little bow. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but he right. doesn't because Alex Alex escapes with the power of turning his head sideways and then um he must, have had, a yeah, he must have had a vision that if he turned his head sideways it would... he wouldn't be in the water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he had a quick vision and it was just neck muscles moving like that. And he went, That's right. <laughs> he just remembered a time many years ago when he turned his head. I could do it again. <laughs> <laughs> when he learned front crawl and that's, oh, that's yeah. how you do it. It's more efficient. That's what they should have done. You know, like in Crawl, the film where it's like it pictured it back to his swimming lessons. Yeah. Should have had the same flashback moment of him learning how to front crawl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then... that's how you do it. <laughs> Yeah. So that's how he escapes, and he gets to he gets to Clear's house just in time. <laughs> he struggles to stomach saying that word. Yeah, um, and then he gets there, and, so, and he gives us some some sage advice, and says, "Look, I can save you. I can only hold on to this deadly electrical cable. No time to look for something else. I'm going to grab this cable, and then you can get out. But you're going to have to be quick. The FBI turn think, up just behind him and say, "Don't do that." Think- if the electrical cable kills him, he seems to think, right, that's it, we've won now for some reason, which is kind of strange. You kind of think, if death's design means that he goes on to another person after he kills someone else, why would he like go through the list and not go back? It yeah. almost, almost, his logic just doesn't make sense. His logic at every stage. Goes. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, exactly. So, he, um, grabs the cable. he grabs the electrical cable. <laughs> what happens yeah. then? Um, um, so she gets out and runs to safety, and then he is exploded away from the thing. But he's fine; he's all right with it. And he seems to think that that explosion was supposed to have killed him as well. So he's like, "Okay, so you beat Death Clear because I helped you, and then I beat Death in turn because of the explosion was supposed to kill me." So all right. that's all right. So then they, um, as far as they're concerned, that is the uh, the end, and then. Six months later, yeah, Dev just has six months off. He's like, Fuck, I guess he's going to wait for all his six months off. He's going to yeah. wait for all his abilities to recharge. Yeah, because yeah. he's not okay. paying for those. Um, he's not paying for that premium. You know, it's like basically his game is like one of those freemium games where, <laughs> yeah. oh, I could wait for six months for all of these things to recharge, <laughs> or I could pay some real money and get them again. Now he's just. I ain't getting involved in this. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna wait. I'm just gonna switch it off. I'll let these guys enjoy six months. And um Carter's got over his personality disorder and is actually quite a pretty medicated now. He's not a bad guy now because he just needed his girlfriend to die. (laughs) He needed his girlfriend (laughs) to die. She was holding him back. She was feeding him all these little little things and just making him worse. But he's alright with him now. Um, And have have of Alex and Clear, they, they get together. They have a little kiss at one point point in she, the film. She, so early in the film, she calls him baby uh, when he's like dead on the floor. Um, so I think like that means they're in a relationship. But I, I think there's uh, there's a there's a, uh, a cut where there's more there's more of a romance scene that's, between them. That's did you notice something though? Six months later, Clear and Alex both had like uh, blonde highlights in their hair, <laughs> as if like. Beat death, mate. Right, let's get ourselves down to the salon. That's really, right. really, really, Both really live. <laughs> let's do something. How insane, long after yeah. that would you? St- how long after that would you think you were fine? Like because I'd be for weeks afterwards. Every time I don't think you'd ever be, be like, the same again. Whoa! Ah! 
yeah, <laughs> every time you have a vision, you'd be like, I've had one of these before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've had one of these premonitions before. I had a premonition <laughs> where I was having a shit before. <laughs> yeah. But um, they, go, they go to Paris, and then Carter points out to them, oh, but no one say, like, I'm okay because you pulled me out of the car. Clear's okay because you um, held the wire while she got out of the car, but no one saved you, so death has might this just not be... crossed? Has this not crossed his mind once in six months? No, like... he got cured of the insanity with that electric shock yet. Didn't he die? Yes. Didn't he? And why... they, his heart stopped there, right? So he did die. Uh, did maybe I... that's I don't know. Um, so I guess the, med- the, the medicine men brought him back to life. I don't when they, they the, the medicine, <laughs> the medicine man. They got um, on a medicine man from Africa, and he uh, sort of made. Okay, so uh, yeah, so um, he nearly gets hit by. A, uh, Claire sees the 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 reflection of the bus this time. Yeah, so she's got premonition powers now. Alex starts to worry that maybe he sees something like he sees. Um, I don't know, like something something falls over, like death is starting his game of mousetrap again. So yeah. he says, I'm going to go back to the hotel on my own. Um, no one follow me. Um, she calls him back and he avoids being hit by a bus, which proves that Death's abilities are, <laughs> are recharged because he's got he's got bus smash again yeah. to use. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but she saves him. And then we are left with uh, a delightful sting where Carter goes, oh, but if you're safe now, does that mean it goes back round? And then just as we see a, a huge neon sign swinging towards him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, it's a cool ending. What was the alternative ending? The alternative ending is, I think there, are, there may, it's been so many years now, I think there are two additional scenes. One where you actually see them get together. They have a bit of a smooch or something like that. And then right, okay. in the alternative ending, I'm pulling this from memory, I've not read it recently, I think that he does die in the explosion, but in the one time they have sex, she gets pregnant, meaning he's technically cheated death's design by um oh, by like the fact that there'll be a exists, baby. Who shouldn't have existed. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Numbers will be well out. His supervisor <laughs> is gonna have words. That's um, it. There's no going back from that. Okay, so I've yeah. got some trivia. If you guys are up for it. Always. Okay, yeah. so um, we've maybe sort of already done this. But uh, number one, uh, this, the story was originally the concept for an abandoned uh, episode of what? <laughs> Is it the uh, um, the X-Files? The Generation The Files of X. Yeah. Uh, but it's actually... Files uh, of this, X. This is a twofer, though. Two-parter. Um, but that script... Was inspired by what 1984 horror movie? 1984 horror movie. That I'll be honest, I haven't seen, but I know I know of it. But I don't know how you can watch mm. it. No, no idea, mate. Uh, about death and accidents. Is it uh, like? I don't think you'll get it. It's a bit obscure, really. Um, do you want to have a guess? <laughs> Just say some words. The two words. Masters of the universe. Oh, yeah. two words. Uh, <laughs> Masters um, of the universe. <laughs> Keith. Keith dies. Yeah. Keithman. Yeah. And it... yeah. <laughs> um, is it Mr. Bean? 
Mm, yes. <laughs> so it's a film <laughs> called uh, Back. Soul Survivor, which is about the same concept. People uh, avoid going on a plane, the plane crashes, and then death comes after them. Uh, after that, Jesus. I've never seen it. I've, I've seen the cover art, and I've, I know people say it's a great film. Um, but I, I, I've never seen a Blu-ray how, of it. I don't know how. How did they get away with making? How did they get away with making this film then? Well, it's like fifteen years later, so you can get away with it. Uh, uh, that's so fine. Um, that's absolutely fine. Number two, at the start of the movie, Alex's clock changes from one zero zero, as in one in the morning, to one eighty. How many days? Did it take to film that one moment of screen with the thing changing? How many days did it take to, to film? Okay, so it goes from what one zero zero to one eighty. Did you not? So it's at the start it's, of the film where it's like um, it's like one of his premonitions. Sort of, well, it's not really premonition. It's, it's a, sleep. He's asleep. Yeah. It's, it's, it's <laughs> two days. Two days. Two days. Okay, Andy. Um, three days. It took five days to film that. Like. Five second bit of film, uh, and did it add much? Well, I don't think so. But why? <laughs> Four of those five days were just were just the tech people but, saying like, "There's no why? eighteen minutes past one. It'll just go <laughs> well, to two. We got to wait for it to happen. Yeah. He kept waiting for it to happen, and it didn't. And they went, "Something's wrong with." Something's wrong with this clock. Four days. <laughs> clocks. We're well, gonna uh, have to get someone what? to mess with the. Do you have a reason? For... <laughs> Do you have a reason for that or not? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean? Why technically? Why I don't know. I, who knows? Actually, why? I, I have no idea. No already idea. explained. You're right. Because, it's screen, it's no. because there's no eighty minutes past an hour. They've had to yeah. have built a clock. Uh, I mean, they could have done some other stuff during those five days. Maybe they just want five days off. Anyway, so uh, question number three: Claire's cabin was also featured in another horror movie. Can you guess what that horror movie is? I'll give you one hint. It's got a big alligator in it. Lake Placid. Yeah. Well done. Oh, we know our big, big monster that's movies. Too, that's too big a hint. That's too big a hint. I don't think you're going like, to get it. could have gone. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess how many big alligator movies does uh, Okay, so number four, um, the Chinese title of the film uh, translates to, is it A, The Deaf God Comes, B, <laughs> Deaf Today, <laughs> Deaf Today and Tomorrow. Or C, Flight 180. So A, the Death God comes, B, Death Today and Tomorrow, or C, Flight 180. Please, please be A. Please. <laughs> yeah, be I a. want it to be A. I know Flight 180 wasn't that one of the original titles for the movie before it became Final Destination. So I'm going to say the Death Dot God comes because I want it to be that. It is A, the Death God comes. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Good, good, good. Okay, so. Um, it's a good description of what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Um, number five, in the opening scene, Devin Sauer uh, was supposed to pretend to be asleep uh, whilst they were filming, but he actually fell asleep. Um, how long did he fall asleep for? <laughs> five days. <laughs> Wait, we've got to finish this scene, mate. <laughs> That's why it took so long. He's he said, asleep. We can't wake him. Never wake you... a sleeping movie star. Never wake a, sleep, wake a sleeping team heart I'm going um, to get a bit of nap. Can you wake me at 80 minutes past one, please? And they go, yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 45 minutes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, how long did he fall asleep for? 45 minutes. Ben? Uh, 
Three hours. Four hours he fell asleep for. And I they just Jesus. didn't wake him up. <laughs> I feel like if I was on a movie set, like my body would know and not be like, yeah. like go to deep, deep sleep. My body would be like, fuck, you know. Yeah. Do you reckon it was just like that was like the last take? Of the, All right, we'll get this one, and then we'll and then we'll go, and then everyone else just left. <laughs> like, perfect, perfect. You've nailed it. Yeah. Sir, see you all morning. Lovely. He wakes up and like you know, just the cleaners there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well done. You got more correct. Nice one, chaps. So ah, great. So good at trivia. We need to rate the movie. Um, I'm a little unsure what I'm going to go for. I don't. When you guys go first, go for Andy. All right. Um, you know what? I enjoyed this series, and this is the one that kicked off. It's actually more tense and more affecting than I than I thought, especially some of those opening scenes. Um, there's there's fun to be had with this. I am going to shun the critics and their their naysaying. Stick close to what the public gave for this. I'm going to give this a, um, a B minus. Okay. Very nice. Yeah. Ben. Okay. Okay. Um. Uh. So this this film's got like a special place in my heart. It was a film I used to watch a lot back in the day. Um. I think it's aged pretty well. Obviously, some ridiculous moments, but I think overall, for like an effective early two thousands. I guess it's kind of like a slasher movie, but with a twist. I don't want to shout at that. Uh, I think I'd go a little bit more than B minus. I think I'd go for a straight B. And it's kind of made me want to watch some of the others as well. So obviously I've not seen the Final Destination and Final Destination 5. Just so give me the hunger to go and sort of track those down and watch them. 5 was on Netflix last time I looked. Of course, now saying that, Death's Design will have made that no longer be on Netflix. Yeah. It will have just disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And will have framed someone else for getting rid of it as well. Uh, yeah bloody hell uh so yeah i'm gonna go for a straight b as well uh it's a good film i think it's cool i think it um i like it It does feel a bit tv at times which isn't a bad thing um and i also kind of tempted to go and watch some of the sequels i think i'm gonna stick my stick number two on tonight work your way through them two is i recall two being pretty damn good the there's a bit with a, a sheet of glass that's particularly oh yeah effective. That's probably like my most the most memorable Final Destination death for me. That's the one that kind of always sticks in my head. Don't remember. Don't remember at all. Um, I, I remember three more than two. I think three's the one with like the sunbed and stuff, right? Or is that which one? Yeah, three's the one with the sunbed. Um, and there's a bit of a drive through with someone getting it getting getting smashed with an engine. Um, four I think the most memorable thing is there's a there's a pool there's a pool drain bit that's fairly dramatic and five has some laser eye surgery that's um, quite harrowing yeah oh okay yeah I remember I sort of remember that yeah was there a a nail gun there is a nail gun one yeah I forget which one that's in but there is a nail gun one okay yeah I think I'll watch number two tonight and uh, maybe work my way through the series because it's kind of fun um good times cool okay Me so too. uh next week i don't know if we decided what we're doing yet um no oh. plenty of time i suppose i don't think we have decided now so we will uh we'll work something out we'll work it out mate we'll work it out yeah cool okay so um if you enjoyed this episode 
from a patron over at patreon.com forward slash Hawk and Cleaver. Thanks to Kovac Cowman for our theme music. Thanks to ACAS for hosting the show. Uh, thanks to the listeners. If you enjoyed the show, please consider giving us a rating and review in iTunes. And remember to hit subscribe. Thanks to everyone in the Facebook group, Horror Hangout Board of Advisors. And thanks to my co-hosts, Ben and Andy, for being the right horror dudes. Thank you very much. Thanks, Luke. Bye, Bye everyone. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.